Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Today, we are going to be talking about economic disaster could be coming. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We're going to delve into that today and give you the details of why. Also, we'll be talking about Israeli politics, or actually just a little bit, because we really don't know yet where the government is going. So we'll we'll mention it, but I don't know how much we're going to be delving into it because there's not much to delve into. Uh, Arabs set fire to Joseph's tomb, our biblical righteous Joseph that was talked about in the Bible. The Arabs went, the Muslims went, and unfortunately and sadly, they went and destroyed, uh, put something on fire. A Ruchev reports historical site damaged again as rioters enter site and set multiple fires. Samaria Council Chief says to restore the idea of presence at the holy site. That's what the Jews say. The Arabs are not taking care of it. They're destroying it. And therefore, the Jews should go back in, the IDF, and uh Keep uh, keep it safe. Also, we'll be talking today about gold versus Bitcoin. Hmm. And inflation. Another. Hmm. The holiday of freedom. Passover is coming. We'll be talking about that as well. And the left's economic disaster. Before we uh, talk about all these things, I want to remind you all. We're going to be going to a break, but I want you to check out our videos. As you all know, there was a, another horrid terror attack. This time it took place in Tel Aviv, and it was Thursday night, and this is a, like the start of the weekend for people. People are going out to cafes. They're going out to pubs and having a beer, having some coffee, whatever. Uh, I gave a rant on that right after, uh, a little bit after that happened, the terror attack. Check out the comments from some Arabs who watched that rant that I had. It's up on YouTube, but you, all you have to do is go to our homepage at israelnewstalkradio.com and then click on the menu bar where it says videos, and all of our videos are there. You can watch them. Or you could go and try to hunt for some of the videos on YouTube. Look for Israel uh, News Talk Radio. Israel News Talk Radio on YouTube. But if you can get all of our videos because some of them we can't put up on YouTube, unfortunately, because they, they would be they would ban us. So we have vid- videos on Rumble. We have videos on YouTube. However, all of our videos are on our website. At- the return of the Jewish people to the land of Israel was prophesied in the Bible thousands of years ago and is coming true today. Shalom. Join me, Josh Wander, on Israel Unplugged. Listen in as we delve into the spiritual and physical aspects of the Jewish return to Zion. We'll discuss the biblically mandated, historic, and of course practical understandings of this incredible transition from exile to redemption. That's Israel Unplugged, every Monday on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. We 
are back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. And it has been uh, a uh, challenging weekend. What can I say? All of uh, the people here in Israel are now feverishly cleaning their houses for Pesach, for Passover. And uh, the new, but the news doesn't wait for anyone. It's still going on, and we have here to talk to us today, Dr. Mordechai Ben Menachem. He is a researcher, former lecturer at Ben Gurion University. He's authored over eighty books and four hundred, four hundred research papers. It's mind-boggling on science, history, and more. He commentates on Mideast and world issues. And I'd like to welcome to the show, Dr. Mordechai Ben Menachem. Thank you. Alrighty, so we have a lot of topics to cover today. Um, let me just read out a couple of them. Israeli politics, we ha- maybe have seen a government that's going to change, but uh, Bennett is still not out and is scrambling, and we don't have a lot of information yet. Do you want to say a word about it? Well, there isn't really a great deal that we can say other than the fact that, that uh, a process has begun or has uh, has has appeared probably it probably began behind the scenes that we didn't know about beforehand um but there is a process ongoing and the process can lead in many different directions none of whom are clear at all all right just a really quick word anyone who doesn't understand israel has a parliament made up of 120 knesset members members of knesset in order to have a functioning government you have to have at least 61 people in your coalition, one of them bolted. It looks like more may, but they're still trying to wrangle a deal with other MKs, members of Knesset from the Arabs now to bring more Arabs in, uh, which will be even even worse disaster. But uh, we don't know what's happening. We'll, we will try to cover this when we can. All right, next, Arabs set fire to Joseph's tomb. Uh, Arut Shava reports that this historic holy site was damaged again as rioters enter site and set multiple fires. Uh, the Sumerian council chief, who's Jewish, of course, for uh, Samaria, says that we should restore IDF presence at the holy site. Do you want to make a comment, quick comment? Well, this, this is, uh, <clears throat> people need to understand what this is, this is all about. Um, we're talking about Joseph, the son of, uh, of, uh, of uh, Jacob. Uh, uh, Jacob, who was the king of Egypt. And when we came back home to the to the land, he, he they they brought his bones and uh, and the bones of all of his brothers, of course. And he was buried near near the, the town of Shechem, um, where Nablus, he grew up. Nablus in English, or in in uh, I should say in Roman. Now, Naples. one of the things that we need to understand that everybody needs to understand is that that uh, that that Jacob is a as a uh, uh, Jacob and his sons, including Joseph, are respected by Muslims just as much as they as they are respected by the Jews. So the fact that they were that they that they went in and burned the tomb and not for the fir- not for the first time by the way um it's plainly barbaric. I mean it has nothing to do with any political so-called political disagreement. It's pure barbarism. And and no human being should condone uh, this kind of violent barbarism. It just, it just, it really is. Not just condone, but to, no human being should tolerate it. This is a, one of our biblical f- uh, fathers. No one should tolerate this type of criminal Well, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, even more, it's even worse than what you're saying because, he, as I said, 
he, he's respected by the Quran just as he's, he's respected by us. So the people who did this are uh, apostates even by the Quran. So it's 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 entirely abominable. There there is no excuse for this. All right, the only, details. The only details. reasoning, so-called un, unquote reasoning behind it, is the weakness of the government of our government. This is true. The weakness of our government, which might be falling apart now, might be changing. We'll see what happens. All right, we have a lot of other topics. We have the holiday of freedom, which is Passover. Pesach coming. We have the left's economic disaster. We've got gold versus Bitcoin and inflation. We've got Biden uh, unleashing economic and uh, an economic and political crisis of unprecedented proportions. We got lots to talk about. What do, where do you want to start? What topic? Well, let's go. Let's begin with a, li a little bit about Bitcoin, gold, uh, the economy, and etc. They're all linked now. Um, I don't know if people, how people are, how much people are aware of this. There was a um, uh, this past week there was a convention, a Bitcoin convention in Florida, um, with enormous um, a quantity of attendees. Uh, I was I would say very uh, surprisingly large quantity of of attendees, um, and among these attendees were some people who are can only be described as luminaries like. Uh, 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 Peter Thiel, for instance, who gave a talk there that was, uh, uh, I think, astounding. And um, uh, I would strongly recommend people who have the have the time and, and can access um, uh, uh, YouTube. You can find Peter Thiel's discussion there. His talk was uh, uh, a little over over a quarter of an hour. It's very much worth listening to. Um, once again, as, I, as I've said many times in the past, um, Worth listening to does not necessarily mean that I agree with him. In this case, I do agree with what he said. But uh, I, whatever, whether you agree or disagree, I strongly recommend listening to it very, very carefully. The man is clearly very smart, and he knows what he's talking about. And one of the things he said is that the uh, uh, currency manipulations of the Bidenites has all the air marks of something that will lead to a complete collapse of the concept of currency. In other words, we're not just talking about a collapse of the dollar or a collapse of the ruble or a collapse of the yen or whatever. We're talking about a collapse, he's talking about, pardon me, a collapse of the concept of fiat currency, of currency that is based upon just saying that it's currency and not based upon anything that's real. For instance, uh, for instance, as currency was, American currency until 1971 was based upon, the, upon gold. Today, currency is basically based upon the idea. The tr it's an, trust. It's an idea yeah. of currency. Or trust. Well that's, what's, well, that's why it's called fiat currency. It has no basis in, in, in anything in reality other than other than a a, 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 a a feeling, a feeling of trust, a feeling of reliability, a feeling of something having uh, value, even though it has no intrinsic value of its own. And what he's claiming, and again, I believe that what he says is very much worth listening to. I believe that what he says is, uh, uh, if not 100% correct, very, very close to that. We are in danger right now of seeing a collapse of the concept of currency. That's an enormous revolution. 
And this is all the result, once again, of the currency mutilations of the Bidenites who are doing things that have never been done before in, in, hist in all of history. Very, very dangerous things are going on. The, I, I, I don't know if everybody's familiar with the concept of a pressure cooker of a, of a, uh, 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 um, or of a, um, yeah, pressure. Uh, we, we all know what steam, that is. Uh, a steam turbine or something like that. But if, if you remember back to old movies where you had steam engines running, running, uh, 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 ships at the time, at the beginning of the, of the 20th century, if the pressure goes too high, then the engine can, can simply explode. Right. That's where we are today. We're in a position right now where the engine is in danger serious danger of explosion okay tell our listeners the, why well um let, let, let me give you just a couple of little numbers here to to give you some indication of what we're talking about here fully 50 percent of the american population now live what we call hand to mouth in other words they live from paycheck to paycheck zero assets zero no assets whatsoever if they can't, they can't, they can't put together hundreds of dollars to fix a problem. That means that inflation will simply wipe them out totally in every economic sense. So, twelve and a half percent of Americans are below now the poverty line. They don't have enough to eat now, before the coming famine, which we know is coming. They don't have enough to eat now. They don't. They do not ingest sufficient calories to function properly now. Now, to put this into perspective, if this is true, what I'm saying, and I believe it is, the engineered economic results of Biden's policies are going to create a collapse of the stock markets, the bond markets, and the commodities markets. Just as we saw in 2008, but much, much more, much, much stronger than what happened in 2008. In other words, think of 2008 squared. That means that not only are these 50% are these of, of the population being wiped out, the coastal elites are going to be wiped out. Okay, but if people cut back, because Americans live on a very nice standard, even poor people have homes and have televisions and big screen TVs and they'll have a car. If they just cut back a bit, how, how would it end that they're starving to death and dying? Well, maybe you know, that's, that, that's, that's pretty much um, uh, Hollywood, not reality. Okay, you'll answer that question when we get back because actually my music is coming on any second now. We're going to have to go to a break. And when we get back, you'll answer that question for us. We'll be discussing also about the plan for Biden and the economic results of his policies. And they are not good. It could collapse everything. We'll be right back.
Hi, I'm Steve Miller. And I'm Matt Zucker. Join us for Lighten Up, where we take a look at the week's current events in Israel and from around the Jewish world through a humorous lens. If you've been paying attention during these crazy times, you know that it's a challenge to parody life anymore. But join Steve and I as we give it the old college try. Not only is being happy an obligation, but life is just too short to take it all so seriously. So join me, Steve Miller. And me, Matt Zucker. For Lighten Up every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Israel, only on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. We are back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and we are talking about a possible economic collapse. We are talking about uh, the, the possibility of even Americans starving. Uh, this is all so terrible to even think about, and, and, and for me, hard to fathom. Our guest is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem, and in the last segment, we were speaking about how you are saying that with the policies of Biden with the Ukraine war, with uh, fiat money around the world, you know, international currencies, etc. We are going to see most likely a huge economic disaster that could be coming. And that you're saying that even Americans could be starving to death. Now, I find that hard to fathom, but explain it. Okay. First of all, we need to understand that um, one of Biden's amazing accomplishments is for the first time in history, the Russians and the Chinese are working together against America. That has never happened before. Nobody has ever got the Russians and the Chinese to gang up on America. Not Stalin, not Lenin, not Mao. Nobody except Biden has ever accomplished such a horrible feat. Now, why does this matter? I mean, everybody who talks about, oh, how vulnerable Russia is and America is the, 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 the only superpower, blah, blah, blah. Well, people are forgetting one thing. Um, China has a lot of cash, a lot of money. That's true. They're the second largest economy. And the economy of Russia is small. The economy of Russia is smaller than, um, uh, uh, smaller than California. So if you look at it terms, only in terms of economics, Russia really is not a big deal. Aside from the fact that it has a, 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 something like 7,000 nuclear warheads, which is a, a separate issue perhaps, they're forgetting one thing, and that is that the world is not governed by cash. In the final analysis, the world is governed much more by food than by cash. And Russia is the world's largest exporter of food, of calories. They're the largest exporter of wheat, the largest exporter of, uh, uh, and Russia and, and Ukraine together are the, uh, 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 control uh, about a third of the world's wheat supply, uh, nearly 70% of the world's cooking oil, um, and et cetera, et cetera, that goes on and it goes on. Um, so anyone who thinks that Russia doesn't count because America is so super fantastic just really doesn't understand what, what, 
how the world really functions. Money is important. Planes and, and, and missiles and, and bombs are important. But so is food and probably more so. So when you want to talk about what's going on, you need to take into account many more factors than just the, 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 the simplistic view of what is their GDP. So, but America has fields, you know, fields of grain, and they've got. Well, if, you, if you believe what's what's written in the in the Star Spangled Banner, it does. But what you but you're what you're not aware of is that for the past fifty years, America has been has been paying farmers to not plant grain. Also, China has been buying up a lot of American farms. Well, it's not only China. Um, uh, remember, one of the things that Russia, again, one of the largest exporters in the world, the largest exporter in the world of fertilizers. If America does not import fertilizer from Russia, the grain yield, even in America, will be much, much smaller than it is normally. So you will not have the quantity of grain that America potentially could produce. Even if it wanted to, and right now it doesn't want to. It's not producing the grain. It's producing a lot of corn, but the majority of that corn goes to industry, not to feed, not to feed people. Or animals. Well, some of it goes to animals. Some of it goes to uh, industrial processes of, vari of, of various kinds, and et cetera, et cetera. Some of it goes to fuel automobiles. Um, uh, over the last week, the price of uh, jet fuel has tripled. America prides itself, rightfully, on its mobility. Well, how mobile is it going to remain if the price of jet fuel continues to rise precipitously? Okay, but that's still, you know, that's hardships. But where is the starvation? Because I'm just thinking, even with inflation, you're saying, if I understood you correctly, that, that due to the inflation and the shortages... Americans are going to starve, and I'm just wondering if they just cut back off, uh, back, back a little bit. Uh, no, how... that's, that's not sufficient. First of all, you're talking about on the order of a million homeless people in, in American in various American cities. You're talking about uh, the, the the last estimate that I saw from I think two or three days ago um, by the, um, um, the the what do they call them the the border the people that guard the border, whatever they're called there, um, border patrol, uh, is I guess. three million illegal immigrants coming from along the southern border this year. Three million. And they're coming from all over the world. Now, let me give you a few, a few bits of information that people aren't aware of. Okay? We all know that uh, there's a, an organization in the, in the United States called MS-13. Most people or some people are aware that the MS-13 has about 40,000 armed um, uh, 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 um, uh, operatives within the United States. And a few people know, not many, that MS-13 is actually a subsidiary organization, wholly owned subsidiary of Hezbollah, which, of course, is owned completely by the government of Iran. So why are the Bidenites begging, begging on bended knee for a deal with Iran while the Iranians are simply publicly laughing in their face every single day. 
and increasing their demands without without stop? Well, the answer is really simple. Horrible, but really simple. Um, what these operatives have is the ability to shoot bullets. They don't have a command structure. They don't have the ability to organize themselves. They don't have the uh, logistics. They don't have they don't have the knowledge of how to get things done. But if you get a deal with the Iranians, then the IRGC, the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps, who is responsible for them in the, in the final analysis, can move in their operators and create a, a command structure. So you have a, a foreign militia, well-armed, well-trained, with tens of thousands of operators. How long do you think the American um, uh, 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 electricity grid is going to last from when that, once that happens? Uh, there have already been trials. We know, we know there's there's a, a congressional report in 2015. Nine shooters, nine riflemen can damage the American electrical grid to such an extent that it will take 25 years to repair. Nine. That's not terribly difficult to organize. If you have if the organization in, in place to do it, the riflemen are certainly there. Well, you're just a ray of sunshine today. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid so. I, I wish I could. I wish I could be more optimistic. I, I'm, but you have to remember something: a, a, a basic principle of statecraft, and that is that um, uh, strong leaders are dangerous. Weak leaders are much, much more dangerous. Mm-hmm. Strong leaders are dangerous to your enemies. Weak leaders are dangerous from your enemies. Right. And when the Iranians chant every single Friday for more than 40 years, death to America, believe me, they believe that. And they intend to do it. And they will if America remains weak. This is not a joke. This is not... This is not Trivial stuff. In a poll taken this past week, three out of four people in America, three out of four people in the United States today, last week, stated that feeding their families has become their largest daily concern. This is so not a question hard, of cutbacks. So difficult to believe, you know, it's just not the America that I left. It's just so, so sad. So depressing. This has never occurred before. This didn't even, you didn't even have anything like this during the, during the 1860s, during the, the American Civil War. Okay, well, the, you know, we, we have 60 seconds left. So what are people to do? Can they do anything? Well, you know, I, I, I saw an interview just last night with uh, uh, um, uh, uh, one fellow in the United States, uh, extremely smart fellow, also a former Marine that fought uh, in Vietnam and, and, and did two terms there. And he said, as far as he's concerned, invest in cans of tuna. You can eat tuna. You can't eat gold or silver. Huh. How about some now, beans? No, I won't necessarily uh, uh, vote for tuna, but I will say yeah. that I think that people need to be given, giving serious thought to how they um, 
prepare their families for, for what's coming because what's coming, even if I'm 100% wrong, what's coming is not going to be simple. And how long do you think they need to prepare for? For how long? Yeah. 35 you, years. 35. Nobody can store 35 years of. Well, I don't food. say you have to store 35 years, but the effects of the sanctions and the Ukrainian war are expected to last for 30 to 35 years. On that note, <laughs> let's go to a break. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. This is Shai Bentico, and each week I'll be webcasting to you from Judea, origin of the word Jew, a people besieged and beleaguered in every generation. Nazi Germany is but a memory, but in its place the world invented the phantom Palestinians as this generation's internationally authorized Jew killers. Tune in for a different slant on life in Israel, Phantom Nation, every Monday. We are back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. And we've been talking about some very uh, depressing predictions of what may be or data coming in that could show that there could be a huge economic disaster that people, even in the United States, one of the richest countries in the world, could be starving. People can go hungry. People are going hungry already. And uh, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem, how can we tie... All of what's going on in the world today, we have the upcoming Pesach or Passover holiday, the holiday of freedom from slavery to freedom. Is there a way that we can wrap that up together? Yeah, well, let me, let me just wrap up the economic standpoint for a moment and just really, want, just really, really quickly. We all know that the baby boomer generation was the largest generation in American history or in world history, actually. And we also all know that the baby boomers had the largest savings of any generation in history and that those savings are basically the economic bulwark of the united states today but the um uh uh uh, the massive inflation together with the collapse of the the predicted collapse of the of the markets will tax that basis will tax that the, the boomers retirement funds there's no way to restore that if it's gone, if it goes, it's gone forever. So that's that's the basic that's the basic economic look lookout that we're that we're seeing today. I'm hoping that sometime in the in the coming weeks things will start to look better. But so far, for the past several months, things have gotten worse every week. And it looks like it'll get worse with uh, this war and uh, wheat not being planted in Ukraine. And there'll be, we know that there will be shortages of uh, things also. Well, there have already been riots in at least two countries, food riots. Yeah. And we expect to see that in many other countries in the very near future. Really, really. It's, you know, it is. I mean, for me, it's frightening, but okay. Uh, how, how can we tie this into the... To the holiday of Pesach. Well, you know, we all, we all, we're all aware of the concept of slavery. Unfortunately, the concept of slavery in the United States was particularly horrible. So um, uh, um, without, I mean, no one should in any way 
interpret my remarks to be in any way um, um, in any way alleviate the horrors of slavery as existed in the United States. I'm speaking of it in general terms, not specific. So please don't anyone feel that I'm that I'm belittling, uh, uh, heaven forbid, what happened in the United States. It was it was really it was indeed terrible. Um, but we need to understand that slavery as an institution has existed for as long as humans have existed. So there's always been slavery. The first person, the first instance of the concept of freedom from slavery was the exodus of, from, of the Jews from, from Egypt. Now, um, uh, uh, one thing people need to be aware of is that every English translation of the Bible mistranslates. I'm not saying if that's intentional or not intentional. I'm just this is just a fact. The the word in Hebrew is evid. Evid does not mean slave. Evid means worker. Means a servant. Evid laavod is, is to work. So uh, an evid is a worker. It's not a slave. Hebrew does not have a term or have, has a word for what's called chattel slavery. Now. Um, uh, uh, most people in the West think of slavery as being some sort, of, some sort of anachronism that they don't really need to think about. Of the 193 countries in the world, 95 of them do not have laws against slavery, have never outlawed slavery. And in most of these countries, slavery still exists in one form or another. Today, the 21st century, the third decade, slavery still exists. And it's still rampant in many in many countries around the world today. Um, the word for slave in Arabic is the word for again. Pardon me. I'm not. I don't mean this to be in any way derogatory to anyone. I'm just stating a fact. The word for slave and the word for Negro is the same word in in Arabic because historically, slaves in the Arabian lands were people that were forcibly brought, brought from Africa. So that's how they are addressed to this day. Again, language influences how people think of things. Now, so uh, uh, the Hebrews, the Jews, exited from Egypt. And the first thing that they, were, that they did basically was to arrive at Mount Sinai and receive the laws. And laws basically outlawed all forms of slavery. There's no slavery in the in the Hebrew Bible, despite the English translations, it, it it it's just not there. As a matter of fact, to make it very very poignant, to illustrate it in a, in a fashion that people can easily understand, there's a very famous quote in the Talmud about slavery, about an evid, about a servant. If a person has an evid, a person has a servant, and he has only one pillow, he is required by law. To give that pillow to the servant and not use it himself. Right. Um, if a servant owns property, physical property, economic property, property of any kind, the, uh, 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 the, 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 the employer or the master or whatever you want to call him has no right to take any of that for himself at any time. Remember, a person will only be in that situation, in the situation of being an indentured servant as a result of a criminal trial. So if there's if if there's a a, a question about uh, about 
the property of a slave or of a servant, it can only have gone through the criminal trial. Now, we're now separating, celebrating, well, not now, at the end of this week, uh, on, on Friday, they're celebrating the exit from Egypt. The exit from Egypt, which is, that's what the Passover celebration is all about. The Passover celebration is the basis in every country that outlawed slavery, the basis for that outlawing, including um, uh, 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 the United States, including Western Europe and every place, was the Hebrew Bible. The Hebrew Bible, which totally, unconditionally, and absolutely outlaws all forms of slavery for all times. That's what Pesach, that's what Pesach, that's what Passover is all about. What does the word Passover mean? Why is it, why do we, Pasach, why, why, what, what does Pasach mean? It, it, to, to, to pass over. Why, what are we passing over? You're passing over when people took a uh, 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 um, uh, a sheep and tied it to the beds to be the Passover sacrifice, the, the so-called Paschal lamb. Why was that significant? Well, because the 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 the, the ram was the oldest and the chief um, uh, 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 god of the Egyptian of the old Egyptian religion. So here were here were these the, these people who were indentured servants of the. Egyptian um, uh, uh, um, uh, 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 royalty, and they were taking the Egyptians' primary god and sacrificing them. Remember what it says at the very beginning when Jacob and his sons go down to Egypt, Pharaoh says to, to, to them, what's your profession? And they say, we are shepherds. Now, shepherds were an abomination to the, to the Egyptians. Why? Because this is somebody who serves their gods. That's an abomination. Somebody who serves their gods is an abomination. My way of thinking, if someone who serves God is, is, someone, is someone to be celebrated, not an abomination. So that's the difference in thinking. And pa Passover is all about changing the way we think about servitude, changing the way we think about um, serving God, changing the way we think about how we how we believe a community should exist and should act one towards another the whole concept of community that didn't exist in egypt people didn't really care about one another there was no there's no such concept in the egyptian religion if you look at what's called the the, the central book of the ancient religion the ancient egyptian religion the called it's called egyptian book of the dead there is no concept there of of of, uh, of community. There's no concept of looking out for one another. There's no concept of brotherhood. They don't. The concepts don't exist. And we see how these things developed over the centuries, over the years, into Western civilization. In a very real sense, all of Western civilization today. We can go back if we want for specific examples and. We don't have time for it now, but um, if you go back to the Congress of Nicaea in the year two, uh, three, uh, 325, um, they even talked about it there, the fathers of the Christian church, talked about their debt to the holiday of Passover for the basic concepts of what Christianity was supposed to be about. 
whether they implement it or not, that's that's a separate issue. I won't go into that, but this is the basic of Western civilization today. There is no Western civilization without Passover. It simply never existed. But it does. It does because of Passover. Passover is a basic principle underlying all of Western civilization to this day. Well, <clears throat> that's me working and slaving to make the house ready for Passover. I want to take this opportunity, Dr. Mordechai ben Menachem, to tell you and all of our listeners to have a wonderful, kosher, happy Passover holiday. We should uh, read the Bible, return to God, do good deeds, and be joyful. Thanks for being with us, everybody. Thank you, Dr. Mordechai ben Menachem. Thank you as well. And, and really, being joyful is really part of, of, of being faithful to God. Amen. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel, plus little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. If you're hearing this message, everyone else can too. Advertise with Israel News Talk Radio and get your message out to people. We'll build a personalized package for you. Contact advertising at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Straight talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, this is Jake in Anchorage, Alaska, and I love listening to all the super interesting interviews and up-to-date information on what's happening in Israel. Hello, this is Anna King, originally from London, now living in Israel. And what can I say? Israel News Talk Radio is my cup of tea. My name is Bhaskar. I'm from India, and I love listening because you get to know the truth and wonderful voices from this lovely country. Mom! Okay, wait a minute. Hi, this is Chava Dax, and I'm calling for the rolling hills of Malaya Dumim, just north of Jerusalem. I always listen to Israel News Talk Radio to get all the latest news and commentary and to keep me up to date every day. This is Sarah Dax from Malaya Dumim, and I'm 12. I wish Israel News Talk Radio was boring so my mom wouldn't listen to it all the time. Mom! You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio.